This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते आंधी आए तूफान आए सर कटे मुंडी उड़े याद मीडिया रंबल हो जो अभी हो रहा है यू सी द होल टीम इज द मीडिया रंबल एज एम आई बट बिकॉज वी हैव टू गेट द हफ्ता नो मैटर वॉट टूडे विल गेट यू वेरी स्पेशल हफ्ता वेर देर आर जर्नलिस्ट फ्रॉम ऑल ओवर द कंट्री वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग थिंकर्स रिपोर्टर्स एडिटर्स टेकीज इवन इन्वेस्टर्स so i will give you a hafta where you will get little bit from each of them and this hafta will be free for everyone our media ramal gift to even the mufatkhor non subscribers but that doesn't mean you get too used to mufatkhori subscribe pay to keep news free the news world is evolving in so many ways as we are learning at the media ramble it's about time you the consumer also made sure that evolved in a way that suits you and serves you and not the advertiser because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers are served so here is our stellar lineup sparkling people at the media rumble let's speak to them on the panel is all these people Rumble location. I'm joined by two very eminent personalities. Our Jagannathan, one of my uh, favorite commentary providers and and media professionals. Hi, Jaggi. Hi, hi, Abhi. And while he was the editor in chief for First Post, the CEO was Durga. So this is quite a heavyweight round. A great reunion. <laughs> great reunion. The founders of First Post, which is I think the most uh, successful digital media property, at least as long as you guys are there. Uh, I, I, it is totally economically. It is still the. I mean, it's sustainable. It's profitable by a few crores. It's doing phenomenally well. It's grown three times. I think Jaggi and my leaving was a very good, good thing. <laughs> okay, I, I of course disagree with the model of ad-funded news, but me and Durga have a long-standing disagreement on that. Jaggi, where do you stand? Look, I think news has been scrambled. You can't unscramble it. Okay, the. Uh, Second one, scramble an egg. हाँ यू कैन डू इट बिकॉज सी बिटवीन न्यूज एंड व्यूज द डिफ्रेंसिएशन इज गॉन बिटवीन न्यूज एंड एड्स द डिफ्रेंसिएशन इज गॉन बिटवीन न्यूज एंड एंटरटेनमेंट द डिफ्रेंसिएशन इज गॉन बिटवीन रियल एंड फेक न्यूज द डिफ्रेंसिएशन इज गॉन यूनिकल नो नो आई एम नॉटिकल इट्स रियल सो वी हैव टू फिगर आउट वेज हाउ टू मेक दीज थिंग्स डिस्टिंगशन क्लियर ओके वट यू थिंक दुर्गा I mean, I just so I mean, if you just talk about the numbers, right? So it's just point zero one percent of ad market is subscription market, yeah. So purely from I just and I'm just yeah. looking at the numbers, right? Mm. You and I might want news to happen in a certain way, and I don't think it's the responsibility of citizenry to ensure paid news. I think mm. it's the responsibility of governments to ensure the right and the. I mean, it's sort of a. it's a it's a benefit you have in society so you can't ask users if you want good news you pay i don't think i i don't believe in asking users you can i disagree okay you disagree <laughs> i think they should pay for specialization when they themselves happen upon it which is why i think models like the ken work where rohan is also here mm. but i think you have to give people a very very good benefit right and that's where because you you feel 
morally that somebody should pay somebody cannot pay that's my i mean very very mm. small and humble I, you know i think it's it's not a moral question it is a question of you know the entire structure has changed lots of markets have changed lots of products have changed over the years and in fact i was listening just before cuz we have our panel today i was listening to i'm terrible with names that he's the ceo of digital next it's the single largest uh, it's like the ci equivalent of the digital media properties of the us uh, on neiman lab uh, he was uh, featured and he gave the prem- uh, basically how the way people look at the the product like when napster kind of destroyed the music industry and then a new the product was relooked at it was reinvented and it's as robust as ever beyonce and jay z still make as much money in guns and roses if not more so i think that could happen in news so it's not a moral call that on napster oh, don't download a pirate music you know be ethical the way they reinvented the product and the distribution and purchase and friction that changed it so for me it's not a moral call it's no, no, it's a product changes sure sure no i think um, so far the appeals i have seen in the market right whether it's your appeal whether it's the wires appeal i don't agree with appeals like that right i am the, the one thing that i'm saying is i like swaraj's metered approach i think that actually works and i think they have a vertically strong market for it to for it to be a selling point where their audience feels they are not represented enough right for so those of you who are new professional metered approach is that you get seven articles of free and then any more you have to pay even the for new york free, times does that yeah which is what the new york times does right so i think it also depends on who is the audience you're speaking to right generalist audience i think it's hard to ask them to pay yaar i think specialist audience when they see a clear benefit will pay okay now uh, something like the media rumble jaggi how important is it for news professionals who may disagree who may come from different ideological you know sides of the spectrum to regularly engaged to kind of reinvent the product because false news or news credibility dying like fucks us all hmm. how important is it and how more how often would you like to see this happen and what do you think we together when we come at platform like this what can we reinvent discuss evolve i think the media is becoming like the political space where a bjp can't talk to the congress where uh, the sp can't talk to the bsp till there is a life threatening issue huh? okay so i think we need the media needs to talk whether whether it is left right or center you need to be in constant dialogue and uh, in fact uh, one simple way of doing is to create neutral platforms where multiple uh, ideologies right. can rest mm. of course the uh, google or facebook would find it easier to do that because they just just say we'll run all this on this mm. post and call it google news mm. huh? but the thing is effectively i think you need to have a Uh, things see we had something like that in our first post hmm. where on the I same project you had multiple views yeah. you know so you need to do that i think so that uh, even while echo chambers exist they can all be there rest on the same place that's what we need to do and media needs to talk more internally because we are not doing that yeah. we have got into our own sense okay he is left so i will not talk he is right so i will not talk you know, fake news is a great platform for media to get together right i think the first use case right when a young person comes on to news it will always be with a large mainstream site right if we take media literacy seriously i think that is a great unifying factor that whoever comes into news how do you un- what is a headline what is a source what is a corroborated source yeah. where are there three That's sources certain standard practices what is reporting i think we should we i think we can all unite around fake news for sure here yeah. that is could be one platform i definitely feel strongly about that but yeah and guess who just walked in rahul pandita rahul can i just pull you before they take you to the right to the speaker's lounge i also have rahul pandita hi rahul welcome to the media rumble hi good pleasure meeting you hi hi avinandan so rahul i won't ask you much about the media rumble because you've just walked in this but like a, this is like a red carpet where you catch hold of everyone catch hold of you and ask you what's happening what was happening outside <laughs> 
Nothing. I just used Google Maps to enter Bikaner yeah, house where I. Drivers were fighting. Welcome to Delhi. कोई लड़ाई झगड़ा नहीं हुआ. अब तेरी तो पैनी है. नहीं. There's some common business happening, but otherwise, <laughs> calm and quiet here. Yeah. Okay, please go have a coffee. I'll catch you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Jaggi. Thanks, yeah, so sure. Thank you, Durga. Thanks, thanks, Nikhil. Also, now I have here the co-founder of the News Minute, Dhanya Rajendran. Thank you so much. And Shrutijit. Shrut. I never pronounce it. Just pronounce your name. Sir, two things. My name is Shrutijit. Shrutijit. And I'm not Bengali. Oh dear. But My bad. What, what does your name mean? What does the name mean? Okay, let's not go into that. But uh, I'm not Bengali. Where are you from? I, I just want to keep reiterating this. Malayali. Uh, like. You're both Malus. Yes, yes. Malu Mafia. <laughs> Good. So Malu Mafia, tell me. Right now, do you think? you're here for the tyranny of distance session and why i was very keen to have you because i remember we've spoken about this once earlier a few years ago we were together on a panel and that time there was hardly any coverage from the south over the last year amma's illness kaveri dispute there was something else that happened there were like six days where there was wall to wall only chennai so now will you withdraw that criticism not entirely No, why? Because I think there's still no understanding of how to cover it, right? It's not just enough your blanket coverage of the issue, but I think sometimes you lose perspective, and also there are fixations of, with personality, so you don't go beyond that. There's a Rajni Khan feel, there's a Kamal Hassan, there's BS Yadurappa, and you just don't go beyond that. So I think the tyranny of distance still matters because you don't understand what's happening. I see. This is a very special hafta. This is part of a podcast. Shrutijit, call me SK. SK. What are, in your view, the biggest challenges facing news and news professionals and news models right now? And what is the best thing that's happening? I think the the challenges are principally that the business model that used to underpin most of news production and uh, you know news creation and all of this has basically just like fallen off. You know, um, it's broken, and I don't think there is any way of uh, getting around this. The bigger challenge, to my mind, is that because I feel like with scale and you know other stuff, like maybe there is a business model somewhere, and maybe it, it can um, you know. Uh, is it an ad-funded model, or is it a subscription-driven model, or is it something else? So will new models have to emerge? Well, look, I don't have an answer. I don't think anybody else has an answer. I think if it's a well-executed. well thought through i mean you know you have a strategy uh, and you know you you do execution well maybe maybe there is a model to be pursued but i think the something for us to worry about in a, at a more foundational level is is journalism because on the mobile phone journalism is just another piece of content that is competing with netflix that is competing with is it compelling enough is it but don't you think if we fall into that trap then we'll just end up doing you know kim kardashian breaks the internet or deepika padukone's cleavage because news is not content because i i honestly distinguish between the two because yeah 100% so do i but i think to say that so which is why i'm saying compelling content that is not kim kardashian that is not celebrity journalism there is a difference between compelling stuff and populist stuff right it's easy to get viewership with kim kardashian that doesn't mean you gain an episode of narcos is what i'm talking about right like netflix spends 1 million dollars producing one episode of narcos and that is as much a competition for you they're trying to publish and retain a reader as i mean Okay, like you know, that sounds like a drastic scenario, mm. but it is kind of real. Like you know, somebody is playing a game to into which, it, which is very compelling, right? Like somebody is having a VR experience, very compelling. How is journalism going to? Because it is just as accessible. It's not the when you read I a newspaper. I get what you're saying. So it's it's the same platform, it's the same device, it's the same way it's consumed. So therefore, it there's takes an very little to switch to the other one, right? So uh, yeah, those of you uh, SK or Shrutujit is the editor in chief of Huffo. Also here is Diksha. She is the editor in chief of Quartz. Now, Diksha, me and 
SK were having a polite disagreement where he says that we are competing with Netflix, you know, we are competing with Narcos. And if you're talking about Netflix, then you're competing with Hot Girls Wanted, which is an interesting documentary, I recommend it. It's but, not pleasing at all. Though. It is, it, I mean, it's not. Okay, fine, maybe, kind of. But it's interesting because... The title okay, is for the, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's basically about the amateur porn industry and what the, the shocking thing that I discovered was girls as young as 17, 18 come in, in the first three months they make some... $80,000, $90,000 and the longest they last is six months. After that, they're done. So it's it's really actually disturbing. But you know, I um, keep kind of enjoying this bhampu that news is not content. There's content, which is Netflix and stuff, and there's news. And if we start playing the content game, we will not survive as news. Like, where do you stand on this? What is the content game? The content game is clicks. I mean, just volumes. It's pure volume. Per million. Yeah. It's that's the only logic. There is no other logic. No, that's not true, right? Like I mean, Netflix is an example. It doesn't rely on. I mean, yeah, it it's a subscription. subscription. It relies on quality. It relies on a lot of artistic. I mean, the Netflix model or the Amazon model or even the Apple model for that matter actually makes possible so much creativity and like you know deeply thought through television and you know other media production that otherwise wouldn't be possible. But there's no public service angle to that whereas news has a responsibility which other content does not. So you're you're basically running a race with a millstone tied around your neck and head and legs. So I think like I said earlier also I feel that in 2014 or 15 when this industry in India was still new there was a uh, you know this race to get as many clicks as possible uh, we saw those clickbait headlines it was all about you know uh, 11 wardrobe whatever bank functions deepika madhukon's cleavage yeah, yeah deepika padukone's cleavage or uh, you know it was it was all about getting those clicks now i think if you are a wise newsroom you want to get into a long term relationship with your reader getting that clickbait headline will just get you a hookup that is not something that you want anymore so like I mean, I, 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 hot I, girls wanted. I thought yeah. we'll use uh, something else from the. Forward Abhinandan's, you know, allusion. Just rahe mein chala wahan. Bapu ki tarah sab usi rahe aagay. Where do you start on this? I'm somewhere in the middle. I think news is news, content is content, but I think newsrooms need to do both news and content. And no mixing the two. How is that possible, Diksha? I think a lot of news is now treated like content, right? As in, there's spins given to the news. I don't know. It's treated like content, I feel, sometimes. It, it's made clickbaity in a way. See, I definitely know that clickbait is over. Like, there's a fatigue that has set in, and now quantity will decide whether you will you are a dur ki race ka ghoda or not. So that is really, really important. I think the new kind of market segmentation is, uh, or the way to attract is that have a very clear position. Like... All Hindus are good, all Muslims are good, all Hindus are bad, all Muslims are bad. You basically have to find your ideological niche and attack them. I think that works these days, you think? I don't think that's true. We don't have any ideological niche at the News Minute. I don't think they have. I'm not saying you do. I'm saying that is what would get the most traffic. I don't think that's true because there also you are, you have a niche audience. How are you going to move beyond that? The people who believe Hindus are good are going to continuously read you. Niche is big enough. I, I heard this podcast on NPR, uh, Planet Money. Uh, it was all the economics of false news. They, you know, tracked some stories and the most read stories was a fictitious story of a CBI, uh, uh, CBI, no, FBI agent found dead who was investigating Hillary. And, you know, they go through a few examples. The most traffic is generated by completely shit stories 
which are saying Hillary is a bitch or you know some shit which is which you want to believe that and you will go to that. I mean, those are not run by journalists or people are doing this for public sir, pu public good. Right? So Abhinandan, this is you know brands are already realized. So clicks is only one metric, right? There is much deeper metrics that tell you a little bit about the audience of any of our sites, and smart marketers are already realizing this. So actually, I think I think it was Goldman Sachs or Nissan or one of these big brands which got a shock when they found out that their pre-roll ads on video were running on some platform which was running like beheading videos. So you don't want right. to miss. So now there is a lot of conversation about brand confidence. And there are many marketers who are, many smart marketers who are increasingly saying, look, I am going to be very cognizant of where my advertisement is appearing. I'm not going to leave it to programmatic advertising to place it. So the model that you're talking about, this story helps people make money right. only because the, on the business side, on how ads are sold and funded, when it's blind. programmatic, you know, like uh, when it's based on algorithms and it's, it's a exactly. Okay. I mean, so 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 the the person who's spending the money, who's a custodian of a brand, he or she doesn't actually know where is the ad being finally served. But now they're realizing the danger of this, and they're putting an end to that practice. And I think more marketers go that way, or are cognizant of the environment in which their uh, ads are served. The better for uh, quality publications and quality publishers, like whether they're news or or otherwise. Diksha, yeah. I wanted to weigh in on that. Because I think what uh, SK is saying is very true, but it is very unique to a more evolved market. For example, you know, uh, 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 indiscretion by Bill O'Reilly would cause people to pull out, uh, advertise to pull out, or by, I don't know, who, there were two or three guys who were in shit, not Hannity. Was Hannity also one of them? I don't know. In America, brands react very because they also see themselves as serving a public, you know, conscience, other than Monsanto who will you know, fucking do whatever it takes. But in India... You use swear words on your podcast? Yeah, okay. fucking say what the fuck. I just oh, use them all the time. So, but in India, if that were true, Z would shut down, Republic would shut down. I mean, they were showing clouds as smoke. And they don't do this one-off. They do it fucking day in and day out. So, while I get the logic of what SK is saying, in our country, if you get caught in your resignation. In this kind of a collective conscience, and I'm not, you know, pissing on our own country or anything, but the fact is, let's just face facts, it is a lot more primitive, our collective conscience. We, we will stand around and cheer lynch mobs, whereas there is still a certain distaste of that in Western societies. So, so SK, I get what you're saying, but doesn't work in India. No, I disagree. Sorry. But I, I don't but want yeah. to hog the time. Yeah, so let <laughs> no, I think even within brands, there's a sort of splintering happening. So, for instance, you'll have a Mintra, which is very consciously cultivated what it wants to like kind of uh, consumers they want to reach how they want to project themselves it shows in their ads and it shows in the uh, you know kind of people that they want to uh, market themselves or, or collaborate with and but at the same time i think most of the people who are running these marketing departments or ad departments they are very old school so for them being on tv whether it's a time network or whether it's a republic tv is much more important than being on a quads or on a news laundry because they don't know about these platforms they don't know that these platforms exist can't be a news laundry even if they want it they can't be on a news laundry there yeah of course but um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they can't be on a news laundry, but, uh, you know, they can be on a HuffPo, I'm sure. So, but, but you know, they, they don't give importance to these new platforms. because so they don't. do agree with me? I do agree with you. Yeah, okay. Two against one SK, I'll come to you. DJ. Why are you calling me DJ? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dhanya. Huh. What were you asking? I'm saying that what SK is saying, I get it, and it works, and it, at conceptual level, it makes sense. But in India, no one gives a shit. 
how you're perceived. If, like, for example, all these MCNs, these multi-channel networks, 10% of their content is decent content, 90% is malupon. And brands don't, have a, don't give a fuck where... I think it'll fizzle out. How many, how many years can a site which is only putting out fake news actually survive? They're going to be called out repeatedly. I think they will fizzle out. So they're not in the long... They're not here for the long run, right? So I agree with him partially and with her partially. But I, I think M MCNs are going out from essential centrist. Huh? Yeah. She's always like, I agree yeah. with this, but I also agree with this. No, but huh? it's let's have like a next two, three years. Yeah, like is this, this, is the, this is the Rajdeep model. Black having said that, white. Like, dude, what the fuck is These sites exist now, but I think, I think we will evolve in two, three, four, five years. The digital audience will evolve more and maybe... At the risk of being trolled by a Mallu audience, I'm just saying most of YouTube ads come from Mallu Pond, so your state is actually bringing in a lot of the digital uh, dollars. Audience, it depends on where, what you're looking for and if you look for it, you will find it, you know. Don't blame Mallus for it, you know. No, I'm not blame, I'm just saying. <laughs> what are you looking for, Evan, and then? I do blame Mallus for it. Why? Look at him. <laughs> Have you, as, is that, I thought Hafpo, I thought Hafpo was doing serious news, bro. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? Okay, seriously, I, I want to know. I want to know. I did that rant. So, why do you think I'm wrong? Two things. First of all, Abhinandan, I don't, I don't know if you remember a time when media success on digital media used to be predicated on SEO. It was yes. a terrible time. There were entire companies content companies that were set up that were based out of somewhere in India that was just doing SEO, SEO, SEO. And there was a lot of outpouring of angst like there is now about, oh my God, what is this doing to journalism? There is no journalism left. If you're an SEO expert, you can get thousands of clicks. And if you're not an SEO, you're the New York Times. You would, Look, systems evolved. Like that vanished. And, and you know, we don't even remember those companies anymore. But do remember that those were real companies with real investments and real people working for them and consuming their content. As does World Tell. What does World Tell, sir? Which crash? The radio. No, World Tell. No one knew. No, no one knew what they did. Yeah, they, uh, Rithik, Sachin, uh, that that ad, the dot com. Ad. You're talking about the. I think World Tell was a company by Mark Masker. Oh, that was the other one. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's the other that's one. I said it'll evolve, right? There was a time when there were websites like these, or there were companies like this. Like these you're pointing to no, SK. Like I don't have. Saying, but I'm sure we'll have the next process of evolving in the next two, three years, or four, five years. So. Okay. Inshallah. But thank you so much, SK from Hafpo. Yo, thanks for having me, Abhinandan, with curly hair. <laughs> and you, with curly hair also. I have to, to say that compliments to News Laundry for uh, trying out the subscription model one mm -hmm. and for this fabulously organized uh, event. Thank you so much. Really I'm so glad you came. Yeah. Yes, I wish the weather was better. But please, uh, go to the speaker's lounge. Have cake and tea, or pastries and bachata puri, which is Thanks, Dhanya, from the News Minute. Yes, thank you very much. And next time, please organize in cooler Bangalore. Okay, done. Cooler. But the Bangalore traffic is the worst in the world. It's I fucking... It took me shorter time to get from Mysore to Bangalore than from Bangalore shooting location to my hotel. <laughs> swear on my mother, I'm not joking. So can you use only English uh, swear words or Hindi also? No, no, okay. But then you'll be judged. You'll, you'll get rushed. Huh? And, and, and thank you, Diksha, from Quartz. Any other feedback you have? I think this event has been wonderfully organized. And thank you for inviting me. And um, I look forward to this podcast. Yes, and thank you, dear subscribers, for subscribing and the few of who are supporting us. Let's prove these naysayers wrong and then we'll do Bhangra together. And oh, what do what do you Malus dance? What do you guys dance to? Mohini item. What does that mean? Mohini item, Mohini item. Malus also dance to Bhangra. Mohini item. There has been a cultural imposition. Mohini, Mohini. Ek do teen have you seen this? Mohini item, the best one ever in the fucking. Of course, 
I've seen him. But Mohini, it starts with Mohini. Yeah, it starts. It doesn't start with one, two, three. You don't know. It's like like that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it is child. Okay, fine. Well, I'm still a child. Okay. Thanks. Well, I hope you're enjoying the hafta so far, because a lot of people here who are enjoying the media rumble in spite of the weather. But it is lovely. Do attend next time. We'll be having another media rumble shortly. Uh, we'll announce the dates and the lineup soon. Uh, even that one is going to be free entry for subscribers. But for everybody else, you'll have to register. So yeah, you got to subscribe. So let's get on and see what the others here have to say. So the very high power table. Prayag Akbar is here. There is Rahul Pandita. There's Anubha Bhosle. There's Jaggi. There's Deeksha. There's Dhanya, and there's Durga. Everyone's around one table, so I'm feeling extremely unaccomplished. Let me start from Prayag first of all. Prayag, thank you for coming. You come from Bombay, right? Yes. Thank you for having me. How's the book doing? Very well so far. It's been good response. Yeah. For those of you who haven't read it, uh, you should. It's a fantastic book. I finished it, I think, in two sittings, and I usually just. Read 10-15 pages a day. I, yours, I just did in one shot. So awesome job. So uh, tell me, what in your view is the biggest crisis facing news media, and what is the biggest opportunity? The biggest crisis. Um, I think I think there is a crisis of. Um, I mean, actually, I think that there's because there's so much division in the media right now, and there's so much uh, people been pushed into you know various columns of left and right, and uh, I think that that is really sort of something that we have to now we have to understand what the implications are with social media, how it's going to like how the sort of impacts that it's, it's going. How does to, one combat that? I mean, it's very interesting because we were just I was just watching a session with Jaggi and all of them where they were talking about this, and it seems to be that there's no way to combat it because you know either you have something where the editor is someone who's important as a figure and as a sort of is a guiding force in the sort of uh, or the in the publication or you can have many different voices and sort of lose an identity as a publication so it's a kind of balance that you need to maintain and you know i think if you if you see a publication that does a lot that does all sorts of opinions then you know you sort of at the end of the day you can even your respect also goes for it you know sure, but i think there's always a danger of wanting to be fair and making false equivalences happen there's that danger correct, correct very much okay i'll just like to come to rahul rahul you're an interesting character kyunki aajkal kiska rate high chal raha hai has the left claimed to these or the right in, in political space ha nahi matlab jab bhi kabhi jab maoist ki baat hoti hai log tumhe lefty bata dete hain jab uske so you are always claimed by whoever so aajkal kiska mahol garam hai i think now you know i've learned the name of the game i'm i'm changing it on a pro rata basis you know one day it's right one day it's left so no one's claiming you these so i'm turning so i'm making everyone schizophrenic basically they don't know what i'm up to so does that mean you get less abuse or more less now i, I think they're tired of me now now you tell me you've been um, i've interviewed you regarding your book it's a fantastic book those of you who've seen that interview my moon has blood clots a phenomenal book especially more so because it's an actual event it's not just a story kashmir is seeing huge problems for the last few days how much of this is to do because technology has come of age how much of this has to do with the pdp bjp government how much of this has to do with anything else like why suddenly because i've been following this since the news track days what's happened now i think i would like to uniformly distribute it uh, all the reasons you have mentioned have technology been. definitely one absolutely but the biggest thing uh, you know the biggest reason as far as i'm concerned is this uh, alliance between pdp and bjp which is a very unnatural alliance that is why you see this problem is in south which is a, a stronghold a bastion of uh, the pdp and ever since pdp came to power all the operations have stopped there it is basically how a police officer describes it to me who is a old friend 
he says that it's Kashmir problem is like a TB patient. You know, sometimes what happens is that if you're suffering from TB and you're put on a medication, after a point in time, you start getting better and you think that you've been cured of the disease and you stop taking your medication. And that is where the TB relapses. And when it relapses, then nothing can be done. Yeah, nothing can be done about it. So that is what has happened to Kashmir. So, you know, this healing touch came a little bit early. That's what the coughs feel. So all the operations, especially in the south, were suspended. Uh, all the bunkers were taken. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about from the security point of view. But that apart, uh, dealing with these terrorists, militants, is not a challenge for the police. By October in the ne next couple of months, you'll see that all these names you have uh, read along with Burhan Wani, they'll all be dead. But what is challenging is to stop this floodgate once The new ones. The, that, that is a challenge because the amount of radicalization that has happened in Kashmir is unprecedented. Yeah, also, I think, you know, that podcast we did on Kashmir where we, I interviewed you, thank you so much for that. I interviewed some young journalists from Kashmir, um, local, in their mid-twenties. And it was very disturbing. They, they're not bad people, but they have probably grown up in an environment. They deny the KP experience. I mean, they, they just... And I was blown away because, you know, it's almost like North Korea. They think Kim Jong is... So, it's very... It's going to be impossible to change a 25 or 28-year-old's mindset who, for the last 20 years, has been told that this is how it is. That is their reality. So, I find that alarming. It's not only about KP Exodus. Uh, I mean, the nature of conversation you have with, uh, with youngsters uh, is, is, is really mind-boggling. For example, many in Kashmir, and I'm talking about Srinagar, uh, among educated people, uh, many think that the 2014 floods occurred in Kashmir because some family in a posh locality called Rajbagh celebrated the birthday of their dog, which is un-Islamic, and that's why Khuda ka kahar and etc. etc. So you you know you you will have to deal with this at some point in time. But, but those are superstitions. What what I find worrying is someone who grows up only watching, let's say, Times now, or someone who only grows up watching the Kashmir media. They will think that is the reality. I think the problem lies with both sides. On one side, you have this hyper-jingoistic uh, national media. If you switched on a channel, I've not watched television for many, many years now. But if you switched on a channel now, I, I watched a clip or so on the, on the web sometimes, it would seem to you as if Kashmir is you know, like Syria or, or the Beirut of the 80s. The situation is pretty bad in Kashmir, but it's not as bad as... The I know people who went and came back. TV makes it out to be. But at the same time, you, you know, there is this whole gamut of Kashmiri media, local media, which always accuses the national media of not representing Kashmir properly. But they are doing something similar from the extreme of the other end. Uh, which is which is really unfortunate. So before advising the national media, they should look at themselves in the mirror and see where they are taking this narrative to. Thanks, Rahul. And for those of you who can't see Rahul, he's looking extremely fit. I think he's been running 40, 50 km a day, is that right? Uh, well, more or less a week. Oh, is it? Delhi ki garmi, sab pasina se charbi nikal diti Okay, Anubha, sorry, two minutes if you're busy with your phone. So, I want to ask you about, Anubha has uh, written a very good book. In fact, we did a piece on that, uh, on Iram. You know, we, uh, after her spectacular loss, we at, uh, at News Laundry were shocked. And then some people said that if you look at it purely politically, it was inevitable. You've spent a lot of time there and you're also emotionally invested in that story. Just your views on that. 
think not for a moment anyone who covered Manipur or anyone. Sorry, Anubha Bhosle. I forgot to introduce her. Those of you who know her, of course, you do. She is uh, an editor. Are you what? Managing editor? A consulting editor? You're a big shot at IBM, basically. Uh, Network 18. Plethora of editors. So yeah, maybe some editor would do too. But um, I think anyone who who covered Manipur or who covered sort of the struggle of Sharmila was was uh, never in a doubt uh, that she would be a big political disaster. Uh, I think her decision to try and contest elections and what happened after that or anyone who sort of saw her on a what could be called roughly like a motley campaign trail had never any sort of doubt that she was not going to be a political disaster but I think what people miss out is that anyone who's in a civil society protest or anyone who's out there protesting, their aim necessarily isn't to fight an election and to win it. She was a misfit when it comes to the political spectrum. But to Are you in touch with her still? A little bit, though I think uh, she's very conscious now of her space and what she wants to do in her Because you're a news professional. Um, yeah, partly, but I had attempted to sort of transgress that boundary just as a pure journalist, especially when I was doing the book, you know, which I was she a traditional journalist. Was she devastated with this loss or not quite? I mean, how did she take it? Do you know? Yeah, I think she was fairly devastated with the loss, which also is an indication of uh, how completely, uh, you know, mismatched her expectations were. Uh, I mean, not for a moment people did think that she would... I mean, I, I think the figure of 89 possibly was a, was a shock, but I don't think people thought that she'd get more than 500, 600 votes. Thanks, Anubha. Thank you so much. So that's all in the Hafta today. Do join us again with a regular panel next week. Until then, enjoy the monsoon, enjoy life. I'll leave you with this song and remember, subscribe because only then can the news serve you. Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hold up. 